What's Eric, up, man? Uh, how are you doing, man? How's your Labor Good. Day? What's Happy up? Labor Day. Good, you too. Happy Labor Day. Yeah, what a, what a perfect day, man. Oh, what? yes. And it's, we're right away here. Right away. We're getting closer All to right. football season, man. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it's a week away. It's crazy, right? First off, can you believe that the Jets didn't lose a preseason game? Uh, no, I know. It's been quite a while. I think I, I remember Brown and Nagel that did that, but I also, I heard, I think it was either 2001 or 2002, they went undefeated also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt, but it was good. Good to win games. Mm-hmm. Were you in Green Bay for the Packer game? Because I believe that when we talked last, you were trying to get out there. Yes, yes, mm. uh, got out there. Um, first time I actually did anything since everything, <laughs> you know, got crazy. But uh, it, you know, a little nervous, but it felt good to be there. And um, you know, any t- any time they go to Lambeau, I, I, I really try to get out there because they don't get out there too often. So, no, uh, you know, I know they're playing there in the regular season next year, but. Um, I just wanted to get out there. I thought it was a good way to kickstart the road trip. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson went for nine for eleven in that game. Very impressive. Two touchdowns. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, he's looked good all summer. And you know, it's funny um, when I started. I went to camp all three weeks, and the first week, you know, I said, "Uh oh," you know, uh, looked like he was having his ups and downs, but. You know, after I kind of reassessed everything in my own mind and I saw him progress, you know, week by week and then into the preseason, um, I think he just struggled early on because probably with all the installation of the playbook and probably kind of set him back a little. But he became much more consistent after that first week of practice. Mm -hmm. And something I have noticed when he's in these games, especially in preseason, that he looks more comfortable than Darnold ever did. And he looks like a real leader for this offense. Oh, there's not even a question about it. I mean, I mean, listen, you know, we'll see what's going to happen starting with Carolina, you know, once the real games start, and you know, they start game planning. But he just doesn't seem to get rattled. You know, his footwork is good. His mechanics are good. And um, I, I just don't think the game is too big for him. And, you know, you and I discussed this going into the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, listen, I've been around a long time. I'm very fortunate. I watch a lot of football and, you know, you know, you, sometimes you don't have to be a scout to recognize talent. And it just, from the first time I watched him play at BYU, I just felt he had the it factor. Mm-hmm. And how that's going to progress and translate into his career, I don't know. But I just think he has that it factor where I think he, I think the feeling is, you know, I, I don't think there's any limit. I, I, I think he could go as high, you know, he could be a top five quarterback with no problem. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he's going to be leading into that way. With Zach Wilson was very impressive in preseason. As you know, you probably saw what Darnold did in his last preseason game for Carolina, and the media was going nuts over it because he did throw for two touchdowns. Still, even watching those highlights, Sam Darnold still looks like the same Sam to me. There's not nothing that exciting to me. He's still very slow when in play game motion. Yep, that, that's exactly right. And you know what? That's just my... It might as well be who he is. Yeah, and and that's okay because you know what, if he's an, an average or a little above average quarterback at best, and that's what I've been saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, he could have a nice career in the NFL. But he's never he's never going to be a top five, top ten quarterback. He's going to carry a team and get them over the hurdle to get to a Super Bowl. No. I just 
I just, I just don't see it. No, I don't either. And I actually have my interview with Alan Hahn releasing it tonight. We did the interview last week, and he brought up to me he believed that Zach Wilson's been getting way more hype than Sam Darnold did. I don't agree oh, with that. I'm losing it. Oh, can you can you hear me now? Uh, a little better. Yeah, okay. I lost you for a second. Yeah, so I'll repeat what I said so you get everything. I had an interview with Alan Hahn last week that's actually releasing tonight on my show, and he tried to explain to me how he believes that Zach Wilson has gotten more hype than Sam Darnold. To me, when Sam Darnold came here, he's just been coddled by the media, and people were were all on the train for the suck for Sam thing. I feel as though that Sam Darnold was more hyped up to go to the Jets than Zach Wilson. I get that Zach Wilson had a little buzz the last month, but Zach, Sam Darnold was, since his Rose Bowl game, people have been predicting him to go to the Jets and be this great quarterback, which he didn't live up to being the number third pick in the draft class that he came out of. Oh, I'm losing you again, Max. Oh, hold on. Can you hear me? Now? How about now? Yeah, yeah. Now I can hear you. Now you can hear me. Okay. Um, how much did you catch from what I talked about? No, I, I understand what you're saying about Han and, and, you know, what you were saying about Donald and, and the hype machine. But the hype machine has definitely picked up a little more now with Zach mm-hmm. because guys like Romo and Chris Sims and I'm probably leaving a few out that they've said, you know, that the ceiling is, you know, there's no limit on where this kid could be. And, um, and then, you know, the fans are starting to buy into it. I mean, realistically, how many people really watch BYU football games, you know? So, um, and, you know, with Jet fans, you know, with you had Sanchez, you know, then you had Donald, mm-hmm. you know, once again, you know, uh, let's see what this kid could be. But I, I just think this guy has, is going to be the real deal. I, I, I think they finally landed on the guy. I, I really do. And, and Donald coming out of college, I mean, let's face it. You know, his senior year, I get it. Maybe they shuffled up the offensive line a little. But he he was a turnover machine in college. He was. And that's something that, and that's something Zach Wilson wasn't. And, you know, let's hopefully that translates to the NFL. As far as we've seen right now, it really hasn't. And he, he hasn't been a turnover machine at all, Zach Wilson. But Sam Darnold, you brought up great points there. If you remember the fumbles and the interceptions, everyone just kind of turned a blind eye into it and looked at him as this franchise quarterback, and he never became that, and that's why he's in Carolina. And I really do hope that Zach Wilson goes out there and wins this game. It just quiets the media down because I feel as though if Sam Darnold and the Panthers win this game, you know what they're going to be saying week one. And we already, I think we talked about this last time, the, the callers calling into all the stations and even just the experts on the NFL analyst panels saying that, oh, they should have just kept Sam why they made a mistake by drafting Zach? Told you they should have kept Sam. Oh, I could hear that. I could hear that this coming Monday. Yeah. Today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's. I mean, you know, I'm not talking as a Jets fan. I'm just trying to talk as a somewhat semi-educated football fan. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the matchups, I mean, you got to give Caroline the edge. You do. I mean, and, it, and it's not because of the offense, because I think the Jets will be able to put points on the board. Mm-hmm. It's just you have Robbie Anderson, you have DJ Moore, you got Christian McCaffrey, and you have Dan Arnold, mm-hmm. and all these guys are playmakers. The Jets don't have answers for them right now, unless no. Salah come up with some, you know, one of these Rex Ryan type of game plans. But you, you just got to keep in mind you're starting two outside linebackers who are converted linebackers that were safeties in college. Mm-hmm. They've never played in the NFL. 
you're going to have a rookie corner on one side of Hall, and Hall basically still is kind of learning. Um, I like Isaiah Dunn a lot. I like Echoes a lot, but it is their first game. And I, I just think if, you know, if Donald doesn't, you know, I don't know, if he just doesn't stop making mistakes, if he just manages the game, I, I think it's going to be tough for the Jets to stop them. It just They just have too many weapons for the Jets to handle. Mm-hmm. You got that right. The defense took a major hit, especially with Carl Lawson getting injured, then Vinnie Curry being out for the year. This team's taken some major hits on the injury side of the ball, but they did acquire Shaq Lawson from the Texans. How is how are you feeling about that pickup? Um, I th- I think it's a nice pickup. I think mm-hmm. you know he'll give you four to six sacks. You know, probably play to run pretty decent, but you know it's still a drop off from you know from Carl Lawson. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that they did, you know, they got somebody in there. And, you know, you know, it's funny, you know, everybody, of course, we're all focused, including myself on Jack Wilson. And I think the receiving core is is a stellar group that they have. I think Elijah Moore is going to shine. But uh, it's funny, this week I started shifting gears over to the defense. And I'm so curious to see, you know, whether it's done, whether it's Echoes, whether it's Tanakh, um, you know, any of these young, you know, corners that Douglas brought in here, um, I want to see how Salah develops and to see if one or two of these guys actually shows progress. And I think they will because in camp they were around the ball a lot. Are they going to, you know, are they, Salah's not going to have to probably blitz because they're not going to get much pressure from the front four. So instead of dropping seven, he's going to have to drop six, maybe drop five, you know, and you know, you're going to leave these corners on an island, and I want to see really what Salah does because it's going to change his philosophy. And, um, you know, I think they will make plays, but I think there's going to be times where they're going to get burnt. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, we're just going to – like, you know what? The, you know, it, it, whether it's this game or it's week 17, it's going to be – Zach Wilson can make plays, and they're going to be able to throw the ball. But the offense is going to have to come for the defense. And the only way you know it as well as I do is control the clock and establish a run. And if you could do that and somehow have the ball 35 minutes, run, run you know, rush the ball about 35 times, um, they're going to be in games and they're going to have a chance to win games. If, if games get a little out of control early on, uh, the only fear I have is that they're going to let Wilson drop back 40 times to throw passes. And I think that's not a healthy situation for him. And, I thought the coaching staff has done a really good job with him, you know, bringing him along so far. Are they going to deviate if they start falling behind games early and throw out their game plan and start having them sling the ball all, all over the field? Um, I, I hope not. No. And they did that with Sanchez, remember? He wasn't that type of quarterback. They had him throw balls all over the field, and he wasn't that type. Well, that's what happened in 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, 09 and 010. You know, they kind of kept him reeled in. You know, he threw when he had to, and his playoff run in 10 was outstanding. But, you know, in 11 when they decided, okay, we got to air it out to get over the hurdle, he just wasn't able to handle it. No. I think Wilson could handle it physically, I mean, mentally and I mean, statistically. The thing I'm concerned is him taking any big hits. Mm. And, you know, I, I just don't want this guy getting bounced around because I just – you know, you look at it, and I'm happy they picked him. I wouldn't. I'm not second guessing myself. No. I just wish he had the thickness of a Justin Fields. You know, body wise. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's just he, he built like Joe Montana. 
And I'm afraid if this guy starts taking too many hits, you know, he's going to start getting hurt. So, you know, let's hope let's hope that's not going to be the situation. Yeah, let's hope. And I'm sure that we saw, because we were talking about the receiving core before, you heard the news of Jamison Crowder testing positive for COVID-19, and the team has said that he may play Sunday. Yes, I heard that. Let's, you know, hopefully he recovers, you know, quickly. And let's hope nobody else in the locker room between now and Sunday, you know, all of a sudden test positive. Um, you know what? It, it would be a loss, but, but honestly, it, it's not a killer because of the depth. No. Because I think, Ber- Ber- you know, nobody talks about Berrios. I watch him every day in practice. And this kid, this kid's a player, man. You know, he's very much Wayne Corbett like, you know, a, a similar type of player. And, you know, punt returns is good, but he's really improved, you know, as a slot receiver. So if God forbid crowd is not, you know, healthy, you know, you still got Elijah Moore and, and, and you got Berrios and you got Cole and all of a sudden maybe Mims could produce something. Mm-hmm. So it's not like jet receiving cores in the past. You know, they lose one guy and then they have nobody to throw the ball to. So, you know, I, I think they're in good shape with Crowder or without Crowder. Yeah, I think so. But Braxton Barris, if you remember the play that he made, I believe it's when Darnold was coming off that route where he was getting chased down and he had that nice slant pass to him. If you recall that play last year, that Braxton Barrios ran it in for the touchdown. Yes, yes. Was that against the Browns? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who, who their opponent was, but I remember the play. Because I was impressed. Well, if you also go back to the first year with Gase, when they blew out the Raiders, you know, Berrios took a a 10-yard slant and he went 70, 80 yards. That's right. So, you know, and and that was two years ago before he's improved his game to where he's at right now. So um, I think think they're in good shape. My my biggest concern, like everybody else, is how is this defense going to hold up against teams? And you speak and, about the defense with the cornerbacks of them cutting Bless Austin, which was a major surprise for Jet fans. Even the players on the team were surprised because they were saying that he was the guy for the Jets. Well, you know, it, it's a funny thing. Uh, I didn't see it in camp. And that's probably what, you know, I don't know if it was his attitude or physically or whatever, but I didn't see where he was much better than any of the names we mentioned. No. And, you know, I think there was a little bit of an attitude problem, and I think they moved on from him. I, I think it's as, as simple as that. And I'm telling you, a guy, as much as I like Echols, this Isaiah Dunn, I think I think they might have found a diamond in the rough. I, I think this undrafted kid is going to come in here, and I think people are going to be talking about him come the second half of the season. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do here. There's got to be something that pans out from all these picks that they made late in the draft. But another question mark is the running back position. And I, I've been watching Jeff fans talk back, talk back and forth on Twitter about the start and running back. Is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Is it going to be Michael Carter? Who's really going to be the true start and running back for this team? Um, I don't think they're going to have one. Yeah. I think it's going to be the hot hand. I think it's going to be running back by committee. You know, very much like San Francisco did. And, you know, to be honest with you, and as much as I like Kevin Coleman, I think Michael Carter's got a really good future. Um, they actually just re-signed Josh Adams to the active roster because mm-hmm. I think P. Ryan's hurt. But to be, I think Ty Johnson's the most talented running back on the team. He, you know, he, he has, you saw what he did he last to, year. He was running the ball like crazy during those rough times with Adam Gase under as the coach for us. 
That's right. And if you know, if it wasn't for Frank Gore, Ty Johnson probably would have had a much statistically better year than than he had. I mean, he did have that hundred yard game against the Raiders, and I think he's capable of doing that. But like like I said earlier, I I just think it's going to be opponent specific, and and they're going to just feed these guys, and whoever's got a hot hand in the game, they're going to ride. Mm-hmm. Do you sense that there's a different feeling in this building now? I mean, it's obvious if you get gazed out of any building, there's a different feeling. But just with the energy that they had in these preseason games, especially ending the game for the with the Jets that they had against the Eagles in preseason with that Hail Mary, I just sense that there's just a different feeling that Salah has brought to this team as well as the coaching staff. There's just a different energy. It doesn't feel like the same old Jets to me. But I don't want to say it's not the same old Jets because if I if I do say that, then eventually, who knows, we could go back to the losing culture that we, we know our franchise to be. No, I, it, it's not going to be the same old Jets because, I, you know, I sense, a difference mm-hmm. and it, it may not show in the win and loss in the win column this year because it's such I mean how many how, I mean, they may be starting eight or nine rookies so you may not see it in the win, win column but I just think they're going to play hard I think they're going to be competitive um, and I think they're going to be a fun team to watch and you know what Douglas couldn't fix both sides of the ball in one year. No. And I, except for the tight end spot, I think he's filled in offensively. I think they're set. And then next year with the draft and with free agency, um, he'll fill in the defense. And I think two years from now, we're talking about a team that's going to be really, you know, they're going to be in the mix for the playoff discussion. I agree with you on that. I, I think that in – and Croft too. I know you're not a big fan of his bringing him in. You weren't a big fan of that because we know who no. he wanted, but you know he ended up in New England, and <laughs> we have to face right. him now tw- twice a year. That yeah, I know. Now, Hunter Henry is yeah. just unfortunate, but but you know what, Croft? You know, eh, you know he's Carl Brady like. You know, um, I don't know. Um, Anthony Beck, like, you know, he'll, he'll probably catch 35 passes and four touchdowns, you know. But I, I for this offense to really, you know, roll the way I think LaFleur envisions it, you know, they, they really need a tight end that's going to be, you know, what's the name of the guy in San Francisco? Um, George Kittle. I, yeah, you know, they need somebody like that. And it's probably going to come in next year's draft mm-hmm. or free agency. Mm-hmm. I think but so. I think so. I think they'll do the best what they can this year. And um, like I said, I, I could see this offense definitely putting up you know, close to 24 points a game. It's just defensively, your guess is as good as mine. I just, I'm not sure how they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It can be like that year for the Giants, if you recall, when they were putting up 30 points a game. I think it was Odell's breakout season, and they were scoring all these points, and the defense just gave it up every game at the end. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens. But you know what? As long as the young players develop make progress and the quarterback continues to get better week by week, I'm I'm good with that. You know, I, I expect to see a lot of 34-27, 31-23, you know, 30-27, you know, those type of games. I, you know, I think the days of, you know, 17-13, 21-17 is just not happening with this defense. No, I I don't see it to be that way either. And it's going to be an interesting season. And I, I think by next year, I think you're right. 
with what Douglas does in the draft and free agency next year, I think he's really going to straighten this defense up. And I think it's it's blatantly obvious, the corner position. <laughs> it really is blatantly obvious that we need some corners in here. Well, you know, once again, the philosophy of that I'm guessing Douglas is using, however he, you know, allocates his money towards positions, I just don't think he's a big believer in spending in the back end, no. you know, in the corners and safeties. And evident with Marcus May, he didn't want to pay him. And chances are Marcus May. I mean, if the Jets get off to a really bad start, you know, let's say they're like one and six or two and seven by the trade deadline. I think if the right deal comes across, I think May will get traded. Yeah. Because I don't see him paying $15 million for safety next year. No. And, uh, you know, it's just, you just hope that some, you know, a couple of these young, they just signed a safety from the Browns, this guy Redwine. I think he has a couple of years. You know, I like LaMarcus Joyner a lot. So, uh, so we'll see where they're at. But um, the secondary to me to, is going to be the most fascinating because I, I, I have my expectations and I think I know what the offense is going to give me. But the defense, I just, I'm, you know, I'm going to hold my breath and, <laughs> and just watch and, and, and see what Salah could do with this group that he has. I think he'll be able to pull something out because if you think about it, all the injuries that the Niners faced last year and they were still a top defense in the league. That that's true, but you know, once again, you know, you can't. If you you got to get to the quarterback because you if you can't get to the quarterback, the corners are going to get exposed. It, it, it's it's really that simple, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, look that third string quarterback for the Packers. You know, he went up and down the field against our first team defense. He did. So you know, and you know, now we're talking about the big boys, first <laughs> teams, and, and regular season and game plan. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be fun to watch. And I think they're going to play hard from all 60 minutes. And then we'll see where they're at at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to give you a win total, you know, before Lawson got hurt, I had them at six to seven at most. So I'll, I'll drop them probably to, I don't know, four to five right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. You get me five solid wins, and everybody develops. I'm I'm good to go into next year. Yeah, that's it does sound. It sounds better than what it was last year. I'll tell you that. And were you at camp when the Carl Lawson injury happened? Because I was at home and I just saw the injury pop up on my phone. And I couldn't believe it. I said the Jets just can't have nice things because now no, we're supposed to have this elite defensive line, and then all of a sudden he goes down. And a week later, Vinnie Curry goes down. <laughs> and Jared Davis. Yeah, Jared, Jared, yeah, Jared Davis. Davis yeah. Yeah, that, that green, I, I wasn't, that was during one of the joint practices in Green Bay. I didn't go out for the practice. I just went for the game. And, uh, yeah, that was a big blow. But you know what? Maybe Bryce Huff could surprise people. Um, you know, he shows me a lot of potential. I want to see what he could do. And, um, if Zuniga could ever get on the field, you know, I don't, I'm not holding my breath, but you know, he was a third round pick, you know, you never know, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And you know what, with these joint practices, I, I, I think the sooner they get to 18 games and the players sign off on it, I think it's good riddance with these preseason games because I think the joint practices are going to replace the preseason games. Mm Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more because you can't even enjoy the star players now because they're getting injured before the real season even starts. <laughs> you can't even see uh, your favorite players on the field. 
No, no. And look look what McVeigh did with the Rams. And he said right from the beginning. Yeah. He said, I'm not playing any starters in any one of the three preseason games. <laughs> You're right. You know? you know, so it's like I said, these you know, these people I've spoken to and stuff, these teams get more out of these joint practices than they get from the preseason games. And I think that's what the future will be. But the owners will never do it until they figure out a way to make up for the lost revenue. And I think adding that 18th game will make up a big part of that lost revenue. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more with you. Have you met Zach Wilson yet? Because I remember last time I asked you and they still had the restrictions on meeting players with the fans. Have you had the opportunity yet or still no, not a chance? No, no. With the COVID protocols, you know, you weren't weren't allowed to go near any of the players, you know, so. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just glad to be able to get to games this year you know yeah. it's, it's a big jump from last year so i'm looking forward to that looking forward you know to the trip to carolina i'm looking forward to the home opener and as crazy as this sounds i think they have a better chance of beating the patriots at home than they have carolina on the road <laughs> you may be right no i i, I really do yeah. because it's a it's a better matchup oh you know, it is you know you know i i mean nothing against belichick but if you just look at the roster two rookie quarterbacks um, Patriots defense is good, of course. But, you know, Jets. You know, but I think the Jets will be able to stop the Patriots running game. And I hate to get to week two already, but I, I, I just, I, I, I think the Jets could upset the Patriots week two. I think it's going to be really tough to beat the Panthers week one. And especially Sam Darnold, I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder as long as Robbie Anderson because they just can't stand the Jets. As well as the Seahawks, they're becoming a, an enemy, a quiet enemy. If they took on Bless Austin and they have Jamal Adams, they're becoming the Seattle Jets over there on the defense. <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know. There's so many players all over the place, but uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll surprise everybody. Yeah. I mean, it would be it would be great to come home and play the Pats or one and zero. You know, listen, that's why they play the games. We'll see what happens. That's right. And you know, if you look at Zach Wilson, he has shined amongst all the other quarterbacks out of his draft class. So right now, it looks like we were right. <laughs> no, yes, right. And right now, it looks like we're right. You know, hopefully, you know, uh, well, core you are four or five weeks into the season, and I'll say, you know what. Um, we were definitely right. Yeah. I, I, I expect big things from Zach Wilson. It's just, you know, you have to, you know, keep it real. You know, he's going to have his down moments. It's part of the learning curve. You know, John Elway went through it. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning, Eli Manning, you could go on and on and on. But I, I, I just think he has a very bright future. And um, looking forward to the ride. Yes, I am too. Ira, is there anything else you would love to t- get out on the show here today? Anything else you would love to tell the audience? Um. Just, uh, you know, get out to MetLife, support the Jets, and, and enjoy the season, and don't get hung up in this Donald Wilson matchup this week. I know <laughs> it's a juicy storyline. You know, we all do it. But, you know, talk to me about Zach Wilson and Sam Donald in two years. You know, don't, don't you know, if, if, if the Panthers beat the Jets and Donald outplays Wilson, that doesn't mean the Jets made a mistake. In two years from now, uh, it, you'll see which one of these quarterbacks is the better quarterback. Oh, and, and I think it's going to be our, our choice, 100%. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, Ira, I appreciate you calling into the show. You're always welcome, and happy Labor Day. And I want you to enjoy the rest of your night, okay, man? Appreciate it. Talk soon, man. Talk soon, Ira.